0: Hey you guys, so I wanted to do a podcast about mirroring because I saw someone talking about it on TikTok, which is my new favorite social media app. TikTok is so fun. It literally is the best app out there, I think, right now. And I watch, like, Instagram reels. I like the Pixar filter thing, but I don't know. I, I think TikTok is just the most fun out of all apps. Um... Facebook, I like the Facebook groups. I don't really like the people I actually know on Facebook. Instagram, I like celebrity Instagrams. Uh, what other app do I have? Pinterest. I love looking at like furniture on Pinterest, like different design ideas. I love on Pinterest. What other apps do I have? That's I'm not like that big into social media, and I have some dating apps that I don't really use all that much. But anyways, to get into the uh, video that I saw, it was about, you know, it was basically this woman like doing a, I think they call it a stitch when they connect. I, yeah, they stitched her video to some guy's video and he's a narcissist and he mirrors people um, and that's how they fall in love with him. Why is it whenever it's me? An instant turn off is when someone mirrors me. Because the first thing they do is they start copying the way that I speak. And I don't even really care for my voice. (laughs) So if you start talking the way that I'm talking, I instantly don't like you. Because first off, no one ever starts off talking that way. I mean, I have like a slight New York accent. Like I pronounced yesterday like that. Like yesterday. Um, I say off. I say caught instead of like caught or off. I say caught and off. Like so I pronounce certain things like a New Yorker but for the most part I don't like when I'm upset I think I sound more like a New Yorker or excited but in my just my regular talking voice it doesn't sound like um to me like all the New Yorkers that I know. Um, right now I do, but you can listen to some other podcasts where I'm like deep in my thoughts and I I just don't sound like that. And my voice will just sound a little bit different. So when I'm talking to people from anywhere, I usually sound different than they do. So when they switch up and start sounding like me, I'm kind of like, huh, what is this? I know you don't talk like me. I know you don't sound the way I sound. Like, I know you don't. You're copying me. And it seems weird because it seems phony it seems like phony baloney i don't know i just don't like it or i had one lady at my job or you know it's you go it's kind of like um most people can pick up on it if it's a white person who's trying to mirror a black person it can come across like real malibu most wanted you know what i mean and so people usually can pick up on that But I can usually pick up on it in general because I think what it is is, like, when I read The Art of Seduction, they said that people really like when people who they feel are like them. So it's a natural thing. So some people do it naturally, they mirror people, and some people do it to manipulate But for me, I don't really meet a lot of people that are like me, generally speaking, because I do have ADHD. So my brain is a little different than most people. Most people don't have ADHD. So there's that. And then on top of that, I am a black person who has a black culture, but I was always the black sheep. I never really fit in, really, I felt. So I'm used to being the odd man out or the odd woman out. I'm not used to really being around a lot of people that are like me. So I don't look for people who remind me of myself. It's not that I have a problem with people who remind me of myself because every now and again, I will meet someone who I feel is like me, but I don't necessarily go out looking for that. And maybe I should, I don't, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I think because I'm so used to just doing my own thing and being around people that are very different than me, I am very accustomed to being around people who, you know, I'm from the Bronx. Most people have like a Spanish accent. Um, I work in healthcare. I work with a lot of people that are Caribbean and African and Filipino. I don't really work with a lot of Americans, Um, most of the black people that I work with right now, if I think about it, honestly, I don't think any of them are black Americans. (laughs) Now that I think about it, um, the clients, patients, residents, whatever they're called, the people I care for, because there's different names for them depending on, um, what I'm doing. But anyways, the people that I care for, they are American. But they're usually either much older than me or developmentally delayed or they're drugged. You know, it's always something. So their voices don't sound like mine. And, um, you know, I have a roommate, but she's a Jewish woman. I I have a black family. I sound like my family, but I just don't generally sound like a lot of people. And I don't live like a lot of people that I know. I have kind of a unique experience and that's what I'm used to. So when I see someone who all of a sudden he starts talking the way that... And it's usually a guy who always does this. I can't think of any times when a woman has ever done that. But whenever a guy just starts sounding like me, it just feels really weird. It feels weird. I don't know. It just feels very strange. I think the place that I went to where I felt like people kind of sounded like me would be like Westchester, I think. Um, I'm trying to think. I think when I worked with an Irish family back when I was a home attendant, I worked with an Irish family and... they kind of sounded like me, <laughs> but they were Irish American. Um, so do I sound like an Irish American? I don't know. I mean, I am 14% European, mostly Irish, according to my DNA test. So maybe it's, you know, my Irish blood that's got me sounding like this, which what I haven't learned is that a lot of my behaviors are just genetic. Um, the more I learned about ADHD on TikTok, actually, Um, A lot of things are genetic. A lot of things are because I have ADHD. The fact that I was very unorganized for a while and then I became kind of a perfectionist. And then, you know, the moodiness, I mean, practically everything. So it's kind of like how I learned working with special needs students that when you're around people on the autism spectrum, they tend to be less social by nature. They have to be taught how to be social. Um, And they tend to be pretty good at STEM and just different things where they have to do research. And you work with kids who have Down syndrome and they tend to be very social. Um, If they have a good upbringing, pretty nice and friendly and definitely creative and into the arts. Painting, dancing, singing, any performing, acting, they love it. It just gets their It piques their interest. They love to socialize and be creative. And I've learned that with ADHD, it's kind of like that, too. You know, we tend to have a lot of hobbies. You know, we'll be into something for a while and then get over it and then be into something new. We tend to kind of daydream a lot. Everybody knows that for the most part. (laughs) Um, But it's a lot of other things. It's a lot of little things that go into it. And, um you know, and even just, like, certain interests that I have, people like, my dad was into it, like, history, I like history, my dad likes history, you know, so a lot of the things that I do, what I've realized is that basically none of it is original, (laughs) all my ancestors were doing the things that I was doing, and the way that I sound is pretty much because that's how my ancestors sounded, and I kind of love that because it's, like, There's no reason for me to really be down on my appearance or how I sound or how I think because I'm just my ancestors getting to live on through me. Um, It's kind of amazing how, you know, you think you're this individual and you're so unique and you're so original and in certain ways you are, but really I'm just a bunch of uh, DNA that my ancestors passed down to me, you know. Everything that I'm doing has already been done by other people, um, all the interests that I've had have already been had by other people that are still here, but just in me. So it's a very, very interesting, cool thing to learn about myself. And um, But I don't necessarily look for that in other people. And a part of me wonders, should I? Is it a good thing to be around people that are like yourself? Is it a good thing to look for people who remind you of yourself. Um, should I look for people who speak the way that I speak and have the same interests that I have? I think it is healthy in a way, but my I think what turns me off is because I know that I don't have a neurotypical type of brain like I know that I'm not the typical person not saying that's a bad thing or a good thing but I just know I'm a little different than most people it's a little weird like you're acting the way that I'm acting this can't I know this isn't how you really are you're not being real like you're lying to me like I can sense it's a lie and I think that that's a good thing because if they're lying, then they more than likely don't have very good intentions on one hand. But then on another hand, I think, you know, do I need more of an active social life? Do I need more of a network? Do I need more socialization for my own other mobility and mental health? And then for the well-being of my future children, do I need to have more friends and more of a a network for that reason as well, as a support from my family. Um, I think future family. I think about those kinds of things as well. But I don't know the answer. I never thought, you know, I didn't know that there were people who were going out there purposefully mirroring people so that they could charm them. I think that's interesting um, I'm glad I never fell for that, but it kind of just makes me wonder, hmm, why in general do I not go out there trying to find like-minded people so that I can build my own tribe, so to speak? You know, like, why don't I make socializing more of an effort and more of something that I need to be really focused on? I know at this time I've got my priorities together and I'm really focused on meeting certain goals and expectations that I've set for myself and for my future. So I'm not really so focused on socializing right now. I kind of want to get my circadian rhythm back in order and um, I want to like get my sleep together. I want to get my self-care in order. I want to, you know... Get my planning and everything in order. Like, that's my priority right now, but that can't be my sole priority forever. Once I do get myself, you know, to be relatively organized in a way in which I feel I'm meeting maximum productivity without overly stressing myself, I have to wonder okay, well, what's next? You know, like, when do I have time to really interact with my peers in a way that's going to be healthy and really build me up to the point where I want to be in the future? Um, I don't know. The answer is I don't know. But the whole mirroring thing, it's interesting. Uh, I'm interested and intrigued and learning more about it and wondering about myself and why don't I ever... Look to people who remind me of myself. Why aren't I focused more on... Building a community of like-minded people... On one hand. And on the other hand... Appreciating the fact that I don't fall for... That narcissistic... Manipulation tactic... Or technique, you know... Um... So, yeah, I'm kind of conflicted on how I feel about it. Or maybe not conflicted, but just, like, I see both sides of how not falling for that is a good thing, but how not looking for that can be a bad thing in a way. And those are pretty much my thoughts on mirroring. Okay, so I was thinking, I need to make a part two because I I realized why I don't like mirroring. I think I, I never thought about it. I never, I'm not, I don't know. It just, this thought never would have came to my head if it wasn't for TikTok and if it wasn't for that podcast I just made. Because so I'm like, huh? People like mirroring, but I realized what it is, why I don't like it. For me, what I like about myself is how I look. And I don't look like a supermodel or anything. You know, I'm overweight, <laughs> and um, I don't meet the standard of beauty, but I look like an average person, and people try to make average like a bad word, especially in reference to black women, but it's really not. I just look normal, you know? Even me being overweight, I'm American, so it's really not a big deal. Uh, I have the natural hair, 4B, 4C hair. I have... Um, big butt, you know, brown skin, I look like just a normal person, like, I don't stand out that much in a crowd, I get a lot of compliments from my eyes, you know, people like my eyes, they're brown, but people like the shape of them, and, you know, different features that I have, some people think I'm beautiful, some people think I'm ugly, most people just think I'm there, you know, I just look like a normal person, but for me, no, that's how other people see me for me I love how I look I do wish I was smaller and I do wish I had bigger boobs and a smaller butt and Venus dimples those were the lower back dimples yeah I think those are really cute and longer hair that was curly I'd be really happy with that but honestly I don't hate how I look I think if I had all those things I just described I'd be like a 10 but right now, I'm feeling like a good 9 or an 8. I really like my appearance. And I mean that. And I don't just mean it all. Oh, I'm so confident. Like, literally, my first crush looked just like me. He looked like he could have been my twin. <laughs> That's how I answer to myself. The last guy I was talking to, he looked a lot like me. My mom said it. The first Barbie doll I ever liked, it looked just like me. And I still regret to this day that I didn't buy it. because it's the only one I ever found that looked like me. It had a wider nose. It had fuller cheeks. It just looked so much like me. I said, oh my God, this Barbie's beautiful. They finally had a good looking Barbie. I showed it to my brothers. They say you only like it because it looks like you. I didn't even know it looked like me. I swear, I didn't even know it looked like me. And my mom said, see, I knew you were beautiful. They made a Barbie that looks like you. I did not even know it looked like me. I thought, oh, my God, this Barbie's so beautiful. <laughs> That's so much I like how I look. I like my face. I think I have a pretty face, cute face. I like my nose, even though society may not like it. I like it. I like my lips. I like my cheeks. Um, now I like my eyes, too, even though I never cared that much about them before. But other people like them, and I just started looking at them and realized, you know what? These are cute eyes I have. I like overall how I look. The overall way it all comes together. When I see pictures of myself, I stare at them. I like my appearance. (laughs) But back to mirroring, because I'm just talking about how attracted I am to myself and other people who look like me. Whenever I see someone who looks like me, I'm like, ooh, that's a good looking person. I'm attracted to myself. I'm attracted to people who look like me, like a lot. So I say all that to say my self-esteem is manufactured. My self-esteem, even though I may not meet society's beauty standard, it's like a, I always think about it and compare it to a gay person. Society now may be more accepting, but really the standard is to be straight. Society may want you to be straight. But if you're born gay and you really are attracted to men and you're a man, you just like it. It's not about, oh, society said, you like it. You really are attracted to that for whatever reason. That's just what you like. And it's not something that helps. So for me, it's not really like, oh, society, this or that. I really am attracted to myself and people who look like me. I really find that the most attractive look to have. So that having been said, my esteem as far as my appearance is authentic even though sometimes I might wish I was you know smaller like I used to be and have bigger boobs and have you know like a bombshell body or whatever or longer hair I don't hate myself I still think I look pretty good I'm still pretty confident overall whereas with my personality I was never confident about my personality. I have ADHD, I know that now, and I've done a lot of research on it for years to know what comes with that. But when I was a teen and a child, I didn't know exactly what it was about me, but I knew something was off. And I remember going to a social worker and saying, in college saying something's deeply wrong with me. I think something is deeply, deeply wrong with me. And he told me like, you don't have any more problems than anybody else. Yeah, you have problems, but they're not any worse than anyone else, you're fine. And that made me feel better, but I just knew something was going on. When I found out I had ADHD and what came with that, eventually I I came to terms with it. And recently on TikTok, I've learned so much about it and I feel a lot better. You know, I understand myself way more thanks to TikTok um, and YouTube, but definitely TikTok. Because it's short videos and it's easy to process. You know, I do have ADHD, so a short TikTok video is great for me. (laughs) No surprise there. But, um, you know, having said all that, even my voice, which I don't think that's because of ADHD. Because everybody in my immediate family pretty much sounds like me. I sound like the both of my parents combined. And I never really fully realized that till recently. You know, I just been listening to my parents over the phone. So I've been paying attention more so not to just what they're not just to what they're saying, but to how they're saying it. And because I don't live with either of them. I'm an adult. And what I know this is like, i sound like my dad a lot i sound more like my dad but i also do sound a little bit like my mom which is interesting to me because my mom raised me not my dad so it's genetic (laughs) like everything else um and my dad raised me but it was part-time because he lived in another state blah 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 but anyways i say all that to say My dad and my mom are the reason I sound the way that I sound, right? But most New Yorkers don't really sound like me. I sound kind of different, especially since I'm from the hood, you know? So I just sound different than them. So whenever I meet somebody who starts mirroring me, what are they going to mirror? Are they mirroring my appearance? My appearance is genetic. I, I don't tend to look this way. So if someone looks like me, yeah, I'll be drawn to them, I'll be attracted to them, but I can't just, you know, they're not changing themselves to look like me. They just happen to look like me. And not all that many people look like me. I mean, sure, there's a lot of black people, but I don't look like every black person. Um, I do have my own unique look, and not everybody who looks like me would even want to hang out with me just because we look alike. But I do gravitate towards people who have my appearance. Like I said, they dated someone who looked like me, I had a crush on someone who looked like me. When I see women, even that doll looks like me, I like them. But that's not mirroring. That's just we look alike. Mirroring is a personality thing. So usually what it will do is what they'll do is they'll mirror how you sound. And I've had instances where this has happened and I could think of three good examples where the mirroring straight up turned me off. Because one, I have an unusual sounding voice, considering where I come from, which is New York. I don't have the same kind of New York accent that most of the people I know have. And I have ADHD, so I don't have a neurotypical brain. My brain is, the way I think, is atypical. It's not super atypical. It's not like somebody who has Down syndrome or something. Like, it's not that far off. I can still blend in. I went to Gen Ed my whole life. I wasn't in a special needs class or a gifted class. I'm an average person, you know, but I am just a little bit different. And I always sensed that and I never liked it. So for people, I like certain aspects of it, but by and large, I never liked it. It was always something that bothered me. My voice always bothered me. The way that, you know, my grammar is fine, but the way my voice sounds, I never was in love with it. And the way my personality was, I like my point of view. That's why I have a podcast so I can express my perspective, but I don't really just like how I go about it or just certain things, ADHD related stuff that just makes, you know, socializing and doing day-to-day tasks more difficult for me than if I was just a straight average person you know straight up typical person it would be easier now I've realized especially as I've grown older that even if you were average and and just typical normal even though normal is an offensive word whatever I just said it there person um at the end of the day as you grow older, everybody gets some type of sickness. People might have been perfect when they were kids and they get older. Now they have the high blood pressure, diabetes, you name it. You know, no one's healthy and perfect forever. So it's not such a big deal to be different. And I'm going to learn to accept that now as a woman who's in my 30s. But that have been said, I'm going to get into these three examples of how I know I hate mirroring and how now I understand why. So, the first example will be in a restaurant. So, I had this waiter, right? I'm out on a date with my boyfriend at the time. We're out, we're getting barbecue at this restaurant, so delicious, we're eating, and the guy comes up and he just has a normal accent, you know, he's just like, hey, what's up, welcome, you know, welcome to so-and-so, what do y'all want? And then he hears me and my boyfriend speaking, and then, what well, he says, he's He, like, puts on a job interview voice. And he's like, hey, so do you guys want to, you know, give us a good review on Yelp? I was instantly like, ugh, is that how I sound? Like, I hated it. It just made me so annoyed. Like, do I really sound like that to you? (laughs) It literally was disgusting. I hated it with a passion. And... It was just such a turnoff because he just wasn't talking like that before. Because that's not how he talks. So the first time he introduced himself, he wasn't talking like that. Then he comes over to check on us, and now he's talking like that. I didn't even know that mirroring was a natural thing. Because if I could naturally do it, I would not sound the way that I sound. I worked on pronouncing things differently, like yesterday. Now I pronounce it like that, but I... You know, yesterday just happened naturally. What was it? Water? What? Like, I used to pronounce it water. And now I say water. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I say water. Like, I worked on how I pronounce Anyway, it's hard when I'm trying to do it. But I, I worked on pronouncing water differently. Like, instead of saying water, you know, I just pronounce it a little bit differently, a little bit faster. Um, Sounds more New York, I think. I don't know. I just tried. I have had to do the work to try and sound like a normal person to me in my head. I still am always going to sound like I have a bunch of something in my mouth. I don't know. I don't know if it's because my cheeks are so big. I don't know what it is. But um, I can't fully change my voice. But if I could just look at people and mirror them and copy them and fit in, I would do it. But I can't do it. It doesn't come natural to me. So when I see other people do it, I instantly just assume it's fake and it's not always fake. A lot of people really are just naturally like that and they can't help it. Um, That's the normal way to be. And then some people are just being manipulative. But most people, it's just them being themselves and just, you know, assimilating very naturally and easily. But I never even knew that until recently because I cannot do it. That's why I'm different. Um... But also another example would be when I was, uh, I will say the le- the more recent co-worker. So I had this co-worker, very friendly, sociable man, short guy. but a cool guy, nice guy. And I'm working with him and we take the train together. Sometimes there'll be a group of us. Sometimes it'll just be he and I because we take the train. And, you know, sometimes more people come to work. Sometimes pe- less people come to go work this was pre-COVID, so they had a lot more, um, substitutes coming into the school than they do now, you know, there's less people, and everything's changed, right, so, you know, Zoom, no one, barely, people knew what Zoom even was, and now all the kids go to school on Zoom, like, or whatever they're doing, (laughs) so everything's very different now, but, At that time, everyone came to school. There was no other way of doing it unless you were in a private online school, which very few people did. In public school, nobody did that. So every day we come into school and there'd be special needs kids and they need a lot of help. And so there were a lot of substitutes, a lot of substitute paraprofessionals, a lot of substitute teachers, just a lot of staff. So some days there'd be more staff than others because sometimes they'd have more substitutes than others. So some days there'd be more of us getting on the train, some days there'd be less of us getting on the train. I don't do that job anymore since the pandemic, but that was what I was doing at the time with my school. Anyway, to make a long story short, me and him were on the train, right? Every time we're on the train talking in a group and I'm like you know, it, we take turns in conversation. Sometimes you might be the one who has more of the attention you talking more. Other times it'll be another person who's talking a bit more. Whenever I'm in the group and I'm really like talking and, and getting attention in the group, he would always come into the conversation and start sounding like me. And I always would look at it and I remember telling him, like, "Do I sound like that? Are you trying to mimic me?" Like I thought he was just like mimicking me to be funny. And I still to this day don't know if he did that naturally or if he did that by mistake, <laughs> or if it just was him, I don't know, I don't know if that was him being his real authentic self mirroring us on perfect. I don't think he was mimicking us. I don't think he was trying to be funny. But I think, I don't know if he was just trying to be manipulative and get us to like him, or if it just came natural. I, I don't know, I'll never know, because I don't, I don't do that, so I can't really relate. But that was always a turn-off to me, because it just made me kind of self-conscious of, ugh, that's how I sound, I hate that. Like, I'd rather you talk and just be your cool self and have your really strong New York accent that you have, than to have this fake accent that I know you don't really talk like that. And you just reminded me of how I sound and how I'm different. And it just would like, be an instant turn off. Then there was this other woman years ago. I worked with her. And she actually was calculating and manipulative and microaggressions everywhere. But she was, you know, she tried to be nice. She was a compassionate person. I'll give her that. But she was also just someone who grew up in a very privileged upper middle class to wealthy family. She was someone who grew up with the microaggressions, the passive aggressiveness, the calculating and strategic way of getting to the top, you know, taking credit for things that I told her, oh, an idea comes to mind, my idea, but she'll never say it's my idea unless I say it, you know. When she did that, I was just shocked. But now I'm not because I get how it is now. But back then I was young. I didn't understand. Anyway, one day, you know, I'm I'm distancing myself from her because I just and I didn't fully really even understand it. But what it was was a was a culture clash because she's an upper middle class, white privileged, blonde hair, blue eyed woman, and she's working in the hood, my hood, my neighborhood, and I'm working there too and we're working with kids, and I'm just not getting it, like, she would just do these things, you know, and we see it a lot on social media, like, when you talk about corporate America and how people are and how calculating and backstabbing they are and how they mirror people and copy people, I didn't get it, so I just thought she was so freaking fake and didn't like her, um, I felt like she should just be real, she should just be herself, you know, but a part of that was the ADHD, because I can't mirror people, and a bigger part of that was just the culture, because I am from the hood, and it's about keeping it real, just be your authentic self, you know, and she just wasn't, she was just saying whatever she needed to say to get people to basically have an alliance with her, and to build friendships, and I just didn't understand that, because I'd never seen anything like it in my life before, so... That haven't been said one day to kind of get me to be cool with her. She sort of came up to me. She crossed her legs. She leaned on the garbage can of McDonald's. You know, it has a little part for the trays, but they never give trays anymore. Anyway, she leans on it and she's like, "Hey, what's up? How you doing?" And I'm like, "What's up?" Like in my head, I'm like, "What the fuck?" And then I'm <laughs> like, "I'm like, huh?" It doesn't make sense to me. So, and she's just like you know, like, acting, like, really casual, she wasn't speaking straight up ebonic I me mean, she said, what's up, but a lot of people say that, um, but she just was, like, acting, I don't know, like, more hood, I guess, but not in an extreme way, like, she's just like, hey, what's up, do you want to order, like, something off the menu, what do you think, I don't care, you know, the whole, like, raising your hands up and shaking your head, and I'm like, what is this lady doing, like, and I'm just like, oh, okay, no thanks, you know. It, and I just could not like her. Even when she would try to be nice to me, I could not like her. And I couldn't put my fingers on it, but everything that she did just seemed so inauthentic to me. And it was. But the thing is, is that I didn't understand we were at work. And at work, you have to be inauthentic. You can't be your full total true self, and I have learned how to compartmentalize and how to be more professional, because I wasn't professional at that job, I'll admit it, came to work late all the time, had an attitude, um, said whatever I really felt, no filter, Um, no assimilating, you know, that's not good for work, but that was my first job, and she was much more prepared and ready than I was. And she was extremely strategic. You know, she was trying to climb that ladder. And I wanted to do that too, but I just had no idea how to do it. I had no work experience. Plus, I have a learning difference or disability, however you want to look at it. So those two things come out, together and it just was a culture clash, neurological differences, and just two different people who it just didn't work. And that's fine, you know, no hard feelings at this point. I, I was upset with her before, but no hard feelings. now. I get it now that I'm older. But I bring up that example of, you know, this calculating white woman who's, she was mirroring people. She was doing that to be strategic and manipulative. She was very well read. She grew up with a very successful mother who worked in finance. She knew, you know, the art of war. She knew the 48 laws of power. She knew like what needed to be done to get to the top. And I just had no clue. I was not well read. If it wasn't a book that was given to me to read in school, I didn't read it. You know, I was not professional. I was not experienced in work. I was not experienced at life. And so I did not understand her at all. But now that I'm older and wiser and I do have many years of work experience, I'm much more mature. and I know at every job, there's always a calculating strategic person. and you do have to really watch your back with those kinds of people. So that having been said, I wouldn't take that personal now, but it wouldn't be such a huge turn off and end up being such a, such a clash of personalities now because I wouldn't really care, even if I thought she was faking calculating, I wouldn't care, but back then I did care, now I don't care, but it still isn't a turn on, for the reasons that I, I mentioned before, like the guy that I couldn't tell if he was mirroring us naturally, or if he was being manipulative, versus the guy at the restaurant that I knew was mirroring us on purpose, because he wanted a better tick, whether it's natural, whether it's, not natural because someone's trying to do better at work and climb up and make more money and make more connections or whatever it doesn't really matter what matters is just people do these things and it's normal it's natural um some people who are narcissistic can do it to try and get you to be with them, which is not a bad thing that they want you to be with them. What's bad is that they're just bad people. Um, I don't think mirroring is a bad thing, but what I've learned, what I've realized, is the reason that it doesn't work on me is because I'm, again, my difference is, I'm different than people. A lot of people, what they dislike about themselves what I realize now and why mirroring can be a uh good way to manipulate someone if you're a manipulative person is most people really love their personalities most people are the exact opposite of me (laughs) most people really love their personalities they love the way they think they don't necessarily love even what they think like I care about what I think I care about my opinion my point of view I have an opinion hear me roar that's me always has been and to a certain extent it always will be a lot of people their opinions change all the time if they see enough advertisement in the media their opinion will change like that if their favorite celebrity has a different opinion their opinion is going to change a lot of people are not that attached to their opinion but they're attached to their mentality like they might be really attached to their culture they're attached to the way they carry themselves their hobbies their interests certain things like are like if they're a person who's uh, really into health and fitness, like, they really care about that, and if you are also into it, now they care about you, if there's someone who likes to read, and you like to read, oh my god, I love you, we have so much in common, I like listening to audiobooks, but if another person likes listening to audiobooks, cool, if they don't, I don't care, I'm not that attached to that, but if we share the same opinion, I'm attached to that, whereas most people, can sort of compromise on their opinions, not say their opinions, go along with other people's opinions, even if they don't agree. For me, that's kind of harder. Um, So that's how I'm different. And many people actually, they will have a strong connection to their interests and hobbies and, and parts of their identity, as well as their opinions, but they won't necessarily like their outward appearance. Don't have an issue with their weight, their skin color, their hair texture, their hair length, their skin texture, their skin, you know, pimples, wrinkles, you know, manicures, pedicures, the way they dress. Like, a lot of the time, what people really dislike about themselves is the outside, not so much the inside. And I'm the opposite. I like the outside, but it's the inside that I have issues with especially my voice, my voice is the number one thing I have an issue with, and yes, I have a podcast, which is really funny, I usually don't listen to it, though, because I don't really like my voice, <laughs> but um, I say all this to say, I didn't even realize that, I didn't even realize, like, every day, I realize how different I am than other people, and it amazes me, it's fascinating honestly it really is I really am like the opposite of most people and because I'm so different I can pick up on when people are being fake trying to emulate me because there's no way you have that much in common with me there's no way I'm not like an, I'm not normal <laughs> how do you have things in common with me I'm a weirdo like it doesn't make sense I know you're being fake um, but I think if I was more neurotypical, I would just be attracted to it because it wouldn't be that hard for me to even find people that are like me. So finding someone who is acting like me, even though they're acting, I wouldn't necessarily think of as acting because I know other people who are just like me. So it's not like he's the only one. Who's with me. Look, I'm not the only person with ADHD. There are other people like me too. But here's the thing, when I go to work, literally, I know a woman who is just like me at work. Or just like how I was when I began working years ago. And now I feel bad for my coworkers, that's why I don't even have an issue with them. Because she gets so irritable, like she gets so headstrong about things that are not even that serious, and... Like, I work with some people who get confused, like, literally things that I would do in the past or things that I still do sometimes. um, I've stopped doing them, at least I don't do them as often, because I've worked with people who I see myself in them, and I never like any of them. (laughs) Literally, I feel like they are just, like, so annoying, so dumb, so... (laughs) it's so it's such bad attitudes I'm just like and I don't come to work late anymore I mean it happens like you know things happen but I don't come to late work on a regular I don't come to work late on a regular basis so when I work with people that are always late they bother me to my core I hate it you know when I come to work with people who have like an attitude or people who Think they know more than they do. Like, just certain things that I know when I first started working, I used to do. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Like, I hate how I was. I hate my old personality. And it still is my personality, but I just, you know, I read books, I listened to books, I watched self help things. I just really worked on myself over the years to change my personality, to make myself more calm, to make myself um, easier to get along with, you know, less desperate for friendship, more desperate for knowledge, and just more laid back and calmer. Um, I even changed my voice a bit, um, but I'm always working to change things about me, mentally. I have a real growth mindset, especially when it comes to tweaking different elements of my personality, because the brain, the brain does have neuroplasticity, it's, you know, but plastic can be changed, but you can't just turn a bowl into a plastic spoon, unless you have some sort of a factory or something, like, it can change, but it's not the easiest thing in the world, especially when you're doing it by yourself, especially when you're trying to change it to something that is completely different, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's hard. But I do work on myself all the time. And I definitely feel a lot better the more work I do on myself versus when I just kind of let myself go and just do whatever comes natural to me. That doesn't make me happy. But working on myself to better myself, that makes me happy. So when I see people who behave like me to try and impress me, It's not impressive. (laughs) None of them are gonna like get tans and get 4C perms or dress like me to mirror me. They're just gonna mirror certain elements of my personality that I'm not particularly fond of and that I know are not the norm, um, at least not where I'm from. So, because it's not the norm and because it's not. Um, Something that I even like, (laughs) it doesn't work. And um, yeah, that's why I'm learning. So, this was an interesting podcast because I actually learned so much about myself and so much about life just making this podcast. And I was not expecting that. So, thank you to all who listened and laid out.